0: The Hackney Podcast. Otto means sounds and noise in Japanese, also means music.
1: So I'm sitting in a new performance space in Dalston called Café Otto and I'm with its owners, Hamish Dunbar and Keiko Yamamoto. Hamish, tell me a bit about Cafe Otto, what, it, what it's all about.
2: Well, the idea was to um, open a cafe, but also to programme live music, and a lot of it's programmed by Keiko and me, but also we're inviting people to put on monthly events and also residency programmes. <laughs> we like the idea that the relationship that the musicians have to the space and to the cafe can be a bit more in-depth and people can return maybe every month and build up a relationship with with the space and also with an audience and also with ourselves so we can in some way contribute to the creative development of those musicians.
1: Keiko, can you describe for our podcast listeners the setting that we're sitting in? Can you describe Cafe Otto to us? Well we have we try to create cozy atmosphere
0: with planting, I mean having lots of nice greens. Try to gather nice looking furniture
2: but also comfortable sits on. <laughs> the, the space feels um I think at the moment quite transient. Like it's 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 changing a lot from, from week to week. I, just yesterday we had a grand piano which came in which we were really really excited about and immediately that's changed the atmosphere of the space.
1: Hamish I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your music policy here Um, because you're you're not picking mainstream music are you I mean tell me a little bit about how you're making decisions about what you're programming.
2: Well a lot of it just comes down to things that we personally find exciting so it's it's a real luxury having a space like this because it means if you see somebody or hear somebody that you're interested in, we, we bring them here. But we also want to try and show things that perhaps aren't being shown in other places, and the residency programs are, are a great way of doing that. <laughs>
1: We came down here a little while ago and saw one of your improvisatory evenings curated by Adam Bowman. I just wondered, is that the kind of event that is quite typical here?
2: I don't know if it's typical. We have had quite a lot of free improvisation. And Adam Bowman in particular has returned several times and, and curated several evenings. Adam himself is a really interesting musician. He, he collects objects that he places on a table and, and he bows them various springs or bits of broken cutlery or glasses and create incredible sounds.
1: you mentioned your residencies to me and uh, we are also joined here in Café Otto by Asuko Kimura. Can can you introduce me to her?
2: Yeah, Asuko's come and played with her band, I Am A Kimura, I think twice already. (laughs) And me and Keiko really love (laughs) what Kimura does and so we invited her to do a monthly residency starting on um, Saturday the 4th of October and then running on the first Saturday of each month from then on and it's also going to be under the organisation Club Integral which has been putting on nights regularly in Brixton and they've been put on by Suka Komura
1: So Suka, can you describe your music to us?
0: Well, that's a really difficult question um, I'm Kamura, is a Five-piece band and I'm the only, I'm Japanese and I'm singing um, most of the song in Japanese with my original lyrics or some of my own language, which is uh, kind of improvised playing sound and word. Then our music is, I would say, probably a bit like a chanson, a bit like ethnic music, but and also folk, Japanese folk music, a bit of Chinese tune. But most of the pieces are actually our original.
1: Now, Hamish um, was talking about that you're doing a residency here. Can you tell me actually what that means? I'm really sort of excited to start something in um, North London, East London, um, because its
0: audience are very different. And regular, monthly sort of residency, which means we can sort of establish some kind of club integrals, kind of way to introduce music, because we try to put different music together. I think Cafe Otto is a very good place for acoustic music, more kind of uh, uh, intimate music rather than rock and roll band, because of the way the rooms, um, the sound.
1: So um, we're going to finish by listening to a piece of of your music. Can you introduce me to it?
0: Yeah, um, the song is called "Before Dawn." It's uh, composed by Simon King, and my r- lyric, I uh, wrote lyric about, kind of a uh, What woman's solitude in the night, something like like that.
3: つのしぶ Saudade Yay! Now
0: I'm Catherine Burgess. I'm uh, one of the owners of Lock 7, which is a new bicycle cafe just on the canal at uh, Lock 7 of the Regent's Canal, and it's just at the junction with Broadway Market. And you can grab a coffee whilst getting your bike repaired at the canal side. And today we're going to just go over with Jamie, the bike mechanic here. We're going to go over um, just tuning up your brakes. So. Okay, Jamie.
4: Okay, the first thing we need to do is just, if the brakes are seized in any way, it normally means that the inner cables are actually kind of rusted or dry of any lubricant to allow the brake to work properly. So we'll remove the cables first.
0: How often do you need to replace your bike cables, would you it depends, say? If you're a regular really. commuter. I guess if
4: you leave your bike outside in the garden... Uh, then they're going to rust a lot quicker so it is advisable to kind of keep it inside and maybe every now and then just kind of spray a bit of lubricant down the outers of the cable just to keep it lubricated. So also we need to change the the brake pads themselves. Most brake pads have small grooves on the inside that actually touch the rim. Once they disappear then it is advisable to replace your brake pads because there's no kind of place for water displacement as the brake pad hits the rim if it is wet. So when putting the new brake pads onto the calipers you want to make sure that the full surface of the brake pad is hitting the rim. Obviously this will give you maximum braking power. Once you've uh, got your wires set up and you've got your new brake pads on you want to try and make sure that the brakes are centered so that they both, both brake pads on both sides of the rim hit the rim at the same time. Obviously this again will uh, kind of increase the braking pressure and make sure that all the energy you're putting into pulling the lever actually is transferred into the calipers. The best way to learn is by just taking things apart and putting them back together again. So give it a go. Come here,
5: not believe <laughs> it awful.
4: Why do we do this, man? We just get cold. She's flesh, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Architecturally, Hackney is a real hodgepodge of stars and influences. I'm in Woodbury Down Estate near Manor House, which is one of London's first major post-war housing projects, soon to be redeveloped. And joining me in the first of a series of architectural tours of the borough is Suzanne Waters from the 20th Century Society.
5: Suzanne, can you describe to our podcast listeners what we're looking at now? Okay, we are standing in front of two of the blocks from the Woodbury Down Estate. Eight storeys in height and these were one of the first blocks above four storeys in height to be built in London just after the Second World War so they're quite special in that respect because they're high and they're apartment blocks and they're very much influenced by what we call continental modernism and they've got this what we call this rough cast finish it's got cream color originally they were painted cream with kind of blue touches but you've got some nice detail in the real work and then as you look up to the top of the building just projecting out you have these three balconies and they give it this kind of sculptural quality it's a very utilitarian type of architecture it's not pretty it's very functional and in fact when they were built they were criticized by the architectural press so it's quite interesting that they've managed to survive and they're also listed. So at the moment we're looking at uh, two sets of
1: blocks, both eight storeys but the estate's much bigger than this, isn't there?
5: That's right. The rest of the estate also comprises of lower blocks of like four or five storey blocks traditionally constructed. Okay, well let's, let's go and take a look at them. If you know Hackney, you will see this type of housing all over the place. And these are called walk-up blocks and they tended to be just what we call balcony access because the only way you could get to your flat was to walk up some stairs and then walk along the balcony and then you get to your front door. Uh, Lifts, things like installing lifts were expensive. they were trying to do was rehouse a whole population i mean this whole site of the woodbury down estate was 64 acres and it was intended to house somewhere in the region of 1600 or just over about 1700 people in a mixture and a variety of accommodation which included flats and what we call maisonettes and also um, little terraced houses not only did they just have to have housing they had to include things like community facilities the um, shopping parade still survives today we have the health centre which was the first health centre to be built by the london county council after the second world war and we have the primary school um, which also survives well should we go and take a a look at the primary school yeah let's go there if you look at the school It's a very square block, two stories in height and it's constructed over this very nice yellow brick and we're just going under this lodger, if you like, which takes us into the main entrance to the school. So this is a nice feature here, Suzanne, isn't it? Yeah, this is um, the original sign for the school and it says LCC Primary School, Woodbury Down and it's in this wonderful red lettering which is etched into this grey plaque which is fixed to the brick wall. And on the plaque is the shield, and I believe that's the shield of the um, London County Council, their coat of arms. So the name of the school is superimposed on the shield of the LCC. So it's rather rather nice feature that survived.
1: Um, so we've come into Woodbury Down Primary School, and Suzanne, describe
5: what we're looking at now. OK, we are looking at a mural. It's up on the first floor of the primary school, just as we're going into above the infant's block. When the 1951 Festival of Britain closed down, there was a discussion about what to do with the artefacts, and particularly all the artworks that had been on display there. And, fortunately, the uh, powers that be at that time decided, well, if we can salvage it and take it to another site, then that would be a good thing. The artist, Augustus Lunn his work is it's got this very kind of linear quality and the theme of the mural is um, industrial youth engaged in activities such as woodworking reading at desks and the central theme in the middle of the mural is a bee and the bee symbolizes the worker the worker bee and above the bee is a microscope and also a violin so again that implies Endeavour not only in the sciences but also in the arts. It's symbolising work, industry, science, technology, the future.
1: So we've walked over to the reservoir now, and we're facing um, part of Woodbury
5: Down Estate that is all boarded up. Why? Why is that, Suzanne? What we're looking at is um, one part of the estate, it's a block of flats called Oaklands Court and that's going to be demolished. It's something to do with what they call Hackney Homes and it's called the Woodbury Down Regeneration Programme. And what they're doing is planning to replace it with um, housing and I assume it is social housing but having looked at the drawings and the designs which you see on the board in front of us doesn't look anything like what is there originally. It's very modern, it's glass, steel, lot of light. A complete contrast to this brick built construction, quite utilitarian sorts of buildings that we see here. So I don't know whether it'll work or not. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for taking us around Woodry down
1: stay on this rainy uh, summer's day. Thank you, my pleasure. The heck? What